Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 150 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make theater happen. Just a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes. That way, your feed will be automatically updated when we release episodes. But you can also listen to us on many other podcast streaming services such as Stitcher and Google Play and things like that. But I urge you to go to the Broadway Podcast Network and check out all of our colleagues and our stablemates' podcasts for all your theater podcast fixes. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And if you're on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, if you can rate and review our podcast, if you have a spare thirty seconds, that will help us reach more theater lovers out there. And now for today's episode. The National Theatre over here in the UK have been streaming their NT Live broadcasts on YouTube for free, so that those needing a theatre itch scratched during lockdown could do just that as part of their National Theatre Live at Home series. Thank you to the National Theatre for doing this over the past few months. We appreciate the effort and the generosity of all those involved. And this week is the final production in the series, Amadeus. The award-winning revival hit the stage in 2017. Before that, it was last seen at the Olivier stage in 1979.、Um, it was a stunning revival, and to see it on the Olivier stage was an absolute experience.、Uh, we're lucky here at Curtain Call to have had the access to chat with all those involved in the production, and wanted to bring you some of those conversations we had there three years ago, led by the luminous Lucien Massimati as a sizzling Salieri.、Uh, just saying those words is. Give me goosebumps. So we just thought we'd bring you an encore episode of our 39th episode, way back in 2017, to celebrate the finale of what has been a great initiative from the National Theatre of a fantastic, truly fantastic production of Amadeus. Have a listen. Now, Amadeus tells the story of the Iago-esque Salieri, played by Lucien Massimati, and his increasingly Jealous 
uh, nature over the newest musical prodigy in the Vienna orchestral scene, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, played brilliantly by Adam Gillen. Peter Schaefer's play was amazingly restaged in this production by Michael Longhurst, who you might know from our coverage of Linda at the Royal Court. Uh, Longhurst knew that he couldn't just rehash the original for today's audiences, so he employed an orchestra uh, of around 20 musicians to join the cast on stage and basically uh, created an uber ensemble, uh, everyone moving as one. It was a, a, a joy to watch. And I wanted to talk to the company about that process of rehearsing with musicians who had never had the opportunity of getting out from behind their instruments. Uh, but also, um, I had a chance to talk to some of the musicians about having to get out of their comfort zones and, and get, uh, get comfortable with telling the story through movement as well as music. So uh, let's have a listen. Conducting a, an orchestra yeah. in the show, incredible. Was how did that come about? What was the rehearsal process to, to bring you to that? Space? Well, we um, we knew there, <laughs> were, there would be a live orchestra involved um, when we started, and we had two weeks just the acting company together, kind of working out a sort of language for the yeah. play, a language of movement, a sort of way to tell the story. And then they joined us two weeks in and became we all became part of one big ensemble mm. really, and we all work together and everybody does everything and and. The, to hear them play such wonderful music so beautifully, it mm. supports everything. It just ri raises everything out of the ordinary yeah. and, and makes it yeah, really magical. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping to, to talk to a few musicians because they it's not something that they normally get to do. They actually mm. become, I mean, they perform and they yeah. move. Their movement was yeah. incredible. Yeah, really good, moments, aren't they? Really. Yeah, I don't, think they often, <laughs> I don't think they get the chance to do that in their world. I think often it's quite, it's sat behind music and, and playing and it's quite strict and kind of disciplined. But they've really taken to expression yeah. and, um, and we all love them for it, for the commitment. It's yeah. unbelievable because I, I don't, I, I've never worked with musicians in this way before, but you don't yeah. even think about who's an actor and who's not it's all we're all one big family telling the story yeah and you definitely move as one as yeah. well because like mm. I said I think the movement's pretty spectacular yeah. well along with music and the that's Imogen Knight is, she's, she's, she's absolutely brilliant and along with Michael the director yeah. the way they've, they've interwoven those disciplines it's quite a small world a small world a word excuse me movement mm. when you see what you guys do on stage because there's a lot more than just movement mm. you guys are integral mm. to the story to, mm. the, to the plot to the storytelling mm. um, you guys in, in certain moments are I mean properly moving as a as a dancer might or yeah. you know um, how I don't know how freeing was that to kind of to, to, to approach the music in that way mm. I personally find it very freeing yeah. I know a lot of musicians who wouldn't feel the same yeah which um, is fine yeah which is also yeah, completely fine but for me I've not had the permission to do what I can do in this production mm. ever before <clears throat> never have we been yeah as you said so integral to the narrative but also just to the general aesthetic I mean often you see sort of cross-sighted type things where you've got a musician sort of near a dancer or they're on stage in some way but with this production it's been such a pleasure to really be part of a company like really be part of a company I mean mm. Um, you know, really contribute to 
you know, numbers, not just in you know, your basic function of playing the um, instrument. To really feel like you contribute to the play as a whole yeah. is really, really special. Yeah, and as a company, how quickly did you guys gel? Because you are an ensemble, I mean, with, with the orchestra and with the production, you know, stage management as yeah. well. Yeah, we're one big family. <laughs> it's amazing. And how did how was rehearsal room like once it all kind of came together? It was buzzing. It was always electric because the the actors, the singers, and the instrumentalists all had such they were in such awe of everyone else. Mm. Everyone was amazed by everyone else's skills and talents, yeah. and um, it was just the most electrical place. It's mm. been amazing because, and we all have gained so much from each other which mm. has been the most wonderful thing you've got the <coughs> musicians who may not necessarily be used to moving but as much as they've done I think but the beauty of the process what we'd gone through because it had been <coughs> so organic yeah I mean the, the, the musicians felt the way it wasn't like the musicians were forced into sort of like yeah. doing any particular thing really it was about a really, naturalness I yeah. think they've all really enjoyed it they've yeah. all really enjoyed how interdisciplinary it's been and also how how for them it's a totally different experience and they're playing their instruments all the time obviously so they're doing their jobs but I think they've really enjoyed doing something different yeah as have we I mean going back to the rehearsal process and stuff I never thought I'd find it like just part of my daily routine to watch um, 20 a 20 strong orchestra playing Mozart yeah. and in like week five of rehearsals you're looking around and people are sort of on their phones whilst just 20 strong orchestra are playing like act four, <laughs> yeah. know, act four from the marriage of figure and it's yeah. just like w in what other world would you <clears throat> actually be able to say you've got used to that it's it's like a ballroom dance it's um I think one of I'm completely biased of course but I think one of our director Mike's one of his star turns, one of his master strokes, was to obliterate the lines between the different disciplines. So from day dot we were a company. There was no, oh there's actors here, there's musicians there, there's singers there. No, we are all, we're all in this together. And that, you know, I think that, that helped us. I mean, though, because the other thing is, what's the point of doing this particular play in 2017 if you're going to dust off, you know, what, what was done however many years ago, sure. you know. I I'd, I'd never been through a process like that before. I don't know about you, but it, the, I've, I've never been through anything which was so organic. It literally it did grow, and the yeah. the two directors who sort of shaped it, the Michael Longhurst and Imogen Knight, the movement director, they were just very generous, and they they'd sort of throw bits of bread onto the water, and and they just let us play and. Um, you know, eventually somebody would sort of say, do a bit less of that or do a bit more of that. Yeah. And, and it just grew. And that's what I think is exciting about this production is that in the past, in previous productions, you know, in, in recent years, it's been done almost as a chamber piece, mm. you know, almost as a studio production um, in scale. Because you can when you look at the cast list and who actually speaks. But what the gift of the Olivier doing it and having it having the show back since its original production mm. and the concept Michael's had about the orchestra and live music is that suddenly the the invitation is to fill the space yeah. and with the scale of the music with the scale of the story suddenly you and then you see it and you think how could it be done any other way mm. with you know because I think in the original production they were a little bit nervous of overshadowing the play which wasn't familiar yeah with the music, because Mozart's music is always going to be, it's gonna, will upstage oh, anything. Uh, yes, of course. Um, but I think 
since that's been tested and obviously the play has been is rock solid and much loved it's lovely to bring the music back which they did for the film but obviously yeah. with this with the live element and the orchestra's integration into the production I think it's really unique and exciting yeah. but there is a moment that catches me nearly every performance where I'm really sort of taken away by how beautiful it is and I don't think it ever gets boring the serenade oh yeah god yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful. I can show bumps. Yeah. Today and I, and bumps, I think the thing about, uh, like me, before doing this, I had no interest in classical music, mm. but now I can attach a story to so many of these songs yeah. and so much of the period and so much about these two um, characters that have a completely different relationship and appreciation and for it. Yeah. For me, yeah, it was yeah. it was like a playground. Um, really? Because I was just I was just so fascinated by, um, you know, just being around people with a completely different skill set. Yeah. Um, and having no clue how to play an instrument. So mm -hmm. I was more fascinated. I'm sure they probably would say the same thing, but I was more fascinated to see them play and yeah. hear them play. Um, yeah, I kept I kept using this analogy of being in like a zoo and sort of equating every <laughs> instrument to a particular yeah. animal. Um, yeah, so that's what it was yeah. like for me. <laughs> I just thought I it was such a privilege. Like I, I I've never really been to see an orchestra play mm. so then to be involved with them so closely mm. like you have to pay for that kind of thing yeah. Yeah. like and we were just coming to work every day and you know it was just it was really really exciting what was lovely is that um apart from Imogen who's a wonderful movement director I think Michael's Michael Longhurst our director mm. his I, wonder, I mean it is leadership but it was just he 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 what am I trying to say? He's engaged so creatively and he's so open mm. and wants to play and that everyone responds to that. Everyone wants the show to be good and um, the orchestra was so young and so up yeah. for it yeah. and were so much more willing to do crazy things that people would never expect an orchestra to do. Yeah. And that fed us as actors and I think them... You know, for many of them, it was the first time they'd seen what actors do or work with actors. Yeah. They felt inspired by us, and so it was this really wonderful mutual um, journey and adventure and excitement. And when, when you could start to see and hear what certain moments in the show would be like for yeah. audiences, yeah, we got really excited and yeah. together. I mean, I've never been in a production where the orchestra are choreographed on yeah. stage so that's very exciting from our point of view because normally orchestra are either in a pit or side of stage or in front of you or behind you in a concert yeah. hall yeah. so it's very exciting um, and I mean in terms of costume changes I've certainly never done this many costume changes but it's keeping me very fit yeah <laughs> That was a real but, but as well, I, the tech was I never, I never ever in my life thought that I would sing Mozart in public for somebody who was <laughs> yeah. actually paid for a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And possibly the people who paid for a ticket hadn't thought that was going to happen either. I did think, was, you know, I, you know, I've seen some of your cast on stage before and never heard them sing. I was just wondering how much... Um, how much lip, lip syncing is going on, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, there are six opera scenes. <laughs> I think I've just broken your chair. Oh my God, God, he has as well. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. I have broken the chair. The accusation of lip syncing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I take it. Of course, our this business of ours, hmm. you know, the, the the shiny, sparkly end of it is magazine covers, is you know, award ceremonies, is you know, this so-called celebrity lifestyle, sure. but actually uh, that only represents 0.01% of sure. what actually happens. And 
the real beauty, the real joy, satisfaction is when you're in a room with people together making something. Yeah. You know, that is, you know, being happy to get up every day and come to work. What a joy. That's a know, success, isn't know, it? Joy, joy, a joy to be playing make-believe, you know, and to be able to share whatever it is, you know, with, with people. And that, that has been quite special. Yeah. That's been really special. That is an encore episode of the Curtain Call Theatre podcast, uh, way back episode 39. Uh, we're now on, what, 150, so you can do the math. Uh, now, before I go, just a few housekeeping bits. Follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Curtain Call, and follow me at John Schwab. We'd love to hear if you have any feedback for uh, the podcast or any suggestions. Just get in touch with me via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned, or write to me at john at curtaincallonline.com. Uh, big thank you to Sure Microphones again for sponsoring this episode. Thank you to uh, all of you for listening to the Curtain Call Theater podcast. Um, as lockdown restrictions gradually ease, uh, they announced that theaters are going to be open from August 1st here. No productions yet, um, but as they ease, just please stay safe. Continue to wash your hands, wear a mask when you can. Let's get this industry back up safe um, and just check in with somebody every day check in with somebody see how they're doing you might just make their day i will see you guys soon and thank you for listening bye hey it's leslie Udom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds if you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.